Highway to hell. Highway to hell. Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with more sacks. How you doing, MB? I'm doing great. Um, oh, me too, man. You know, I was uh, listening to ACDC doing my pregame. <laughs> what are the chances? What are the odds of that? So did <laughs> did uh, little EG have you up last night? Um, he cries like a, like a European siren. Um, not like those New York city fire trucks, but like the European ambulance. Wee-o, wee-o. Yeah. And it's like a distress cry, it, which fortunately uh-huh. my, my daughter, my firstborn never did. She didn't cry in distress until she was three years old. Junior here cries, you know, if he can't get his thumb, if he wants to touch his eye, if he can't see me, it, it, it's, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a loving, it's been a wonderful experience having a son. <laughs> we were uh, we were visiting with some relatives that uh, are from Canada, mm. and they were complaining that there was a shortage up there of baby Tylenol. Oh. And, and so I hatched the idea, seeing as they have like a tractor company, <laughs> we could go up and buy all the baby Tylenol <laughs> and stuff it in the wheels, you know, in between the <laughs> yeah, wheel and the tire, yeah. right? Only to discover that there's a shortage of baby Tylenol here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't you know gotta, if you the know. Kids this. need the drugs. The kids need the drugs. Apparently, uh, I had a boss who's since deceased. He was written about in one of these, you know, when genius fails books. His name was John Eckstein. Okay, uh, yeah. famous guy, mm-hmm. and. Uh, um, he he became a good friend, not a great boss, but a, a good friend, good person. But he told me he discovered one of their nannies was sneaking the kids' baby Tylenol to get to go to bed. Jeez. You know, back yeah. then, that might have been a crime. Yeah. These I, days, <laughs> you know, suspended <laughs> sentence. Right, exactly. Mm. So, um, well, you know, uh, your night... Uh, was worse than mine. Mine, to tell you what retirement's like, <laughs> I find out instead of going to a movie and dinner, we're going to drop by Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, Friday night, <laughs> and, and pick up and pick up. You ready for this? Three bags of rocks. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and then, like, like and washed river stones. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> exactly. And you know where they came from? India. <laughs> Incredible. Like, and right now I'm looking out my I'm looking out my window. There's there's all the rocks you want. It's a barren moonscape is. with a couple of cactus littering the rock. <laughs> oh man. Crazy uh, week, huh? Oh uh, yeah, it's exciting. Very exciting week. Yeah. 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 Well, that must mean that you were on the Good side of the ledger. <laughs> if you listen to the show, you were. If you listen to the show, if you listen uh, dude, to the we, show, we fucking we fucking crushed it. You, and I know, you. I know, uh, Kevin Muir's, you know, skin's crawling now because we're baiting the market gods and all that. But you know what? If I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. <laughs> right. So they've right. they've had their shot. Right. Um, right. But uh, yeah, we we've done. Uh, 
done uh, really very well. I would like to give a shout out to uh, my Muni guys because uh, I told you we bought some zero coupon Muni bonds. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, we do. I like I like his answer on the phone. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, fucking hundred basis points. Amazing. We took a hundred and zero coupons. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I, I think they got more to go. So incredible. Uh, you know, but for the rest of you, Muni's very dangerous. Stay away. You don't Nothing want to anything to do with them. Nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> Stick to your stocks. Yes. Yes. And uh, and your uh, Bitcoin going to either five hundred thousand or a million. Ooh, Nova, what did Novogratz say? Novogratz said. <laughs> Speaking of Novogratz, it just occurred to me. So he got the tattoo for Luna and, and it went dude, to zero, right? I cannot. That, that, that should not get swept under the rug. This man okay. got a full, this is a grown adult, okay? This is a, a 65-year-old man that got a full color arm sleeve of a howling wolf and the words Luna on it. That's, that was his dedication to get it inked on his arm. Well, I don't know. Let's call it nine months ago, six months ago. And it went to zero. Zero. Right. <laughs> okay. So, so I, 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 I got a little thing here. Let me work with, work with me, work with yeah, me. Yeah. Go ahead. So we got a little Bitcoin tattooed on his neck too, right? We talked about that. And so in the last week, I think we can now as adults admit that it's a farce. Totally. If you, okay. if you went to so, class, if you watched class, if you watched the, yeah. the professor, okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, not new technology. In no. fact, old technology. Thirty right? years old. Yep. Rife for theft. Only, only use. <laughs> T- Tether is a fraud, and a fraud. And I, I think, if you help me tease this out, I think I can prove it's a fraud. Yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. But mm-hmm. by the way, just for shits and giggles, Morris Sachs of Greenwich, Connecticut, in Scottsdale, Arizona, says Tether's a fraud. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Fucking sue me. Mm-hmm. Let's see how no, that no goes. Chance. Right. Yep. Right. You know why? Because mm-hmm. in discovery, right, <laughs> when they have to Ta-da. produce financials, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, where were we? Going back to Novogratz. Yeah, it occurred to me. So he's zero for two with the tattoos, right? Jesus, Jesus. Why did when we were looking for Osama bin Laden? Why didn't we just get Novo? And get a tattoo put on him of Osama. <laughs> Think of the billions of dollars we would have saved. I know. I know. So, um, again, as we discussed last week, I would like to separate out the DeFi Please. Yep. from the value of these coins. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So, so, for instance, the purple elephant beanie baby has a price. Correct. Uh, the, a better example, a successful example, is the Honus Wagner baseball card. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it trades in the millions. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Okay. 18, 12, what is that, though? 18 something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. let's, let's say by the time everyone loses their special key, there's two or three of these Bitcoin left, mm-hmm. and some schmo wants to put one in his special library. And there's like one left in it. Maybe then it's a half a million bucks. Yeah. But this whole thing is a farce. And totally. we've said that all along. Yeah. And as Liam mentioned, if you went to class, there's a Berkeley 
college professor who explains to you why this thing is absurd. Best so hour in, best hour you can spend. He did the whole hundred episodes, distilled it into an hour. Fantastic delivery. He just did nothing but fact after fact after fact. And it's just gripping. It's on the Charlie D speech level to me. Yeah. So it sets up as one of the great con games of all time. And um, the reason uh, I, I think I, it's like I'm conflicted because I don't know that we really need to sit here for an hour and bash the thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, part of me wants to get across a couple of points because I I don't think it's over. Right. No chance. And the re- yeah. The reason it's not over is because of tether. And and let me let me work through this with you a little bit. And we're gonna we're gonna hit topics that um, we may have touched on in earlier episodes, but not everyone mm-hmm. listens to every episode and stuff like that. So um, so basically uh, this kid, this punk, whatever his name is. Who SPF stole SPF. The, stole stole the money? Okay, mm-hmm. he's he's doing the publicity tour and apologizing. As mm-hmm. as one famous Irish last said, "Sorry doesn't fix the lamp." Thank you. Of course, I don't know why the son didn't such say a cr- such ma- crushing. <laughs> but but mom, I was practicing my dancing. <laughs> And it just fell off the no. That might that might have gotten that that would have been see like the sh- I was smart enough to use that. Okay, so thank you. Did you? For, <laughs> oh, okay. dude, I was so good. I was so good. Sorry about the broken lamp. You know, I was reaching for my for my homework. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was just over there. I was getting my pen out of the drawer and the yeah, dude. I was so good. I was such a such a silver tongue um. devil. Um, but yes, yeah. Sorry, doesn't break the lamp. It doesn't. It, you know, yeah. sorry doesn't fix the lamp. The lamp is broken. So, I've tried not to watch this stuff. Like mm-hmm. Andrew Ross Sorkin, who, by the way, does that does that guy wear makeup? Is he like wear eyeliner? Has to. Yes, hundred percent. Yep. Yep. I, I don't. You'd have to get five guys and hold me down. <laughs> To have somebody put eyeliner on me. When we're on on Bloomberg at midnight in two years, okay, doing our show, and Morris has caked on eyeliner, fake eyelashes, okay, remember this, okay. You know what, before before that, I'd be willing to wear a dress made with with donuts on it. Write it down, it's on the pad. MB's doing the the, the show with with a donut dress and makeup on Bloomberg at midnight, 2025. So you got this this snot eaten kid, and he's living in squalor. Apparently, he's in a thirty million dollar penthouse that Bloomberg described as it looks like a frat party. Okay, so um, and he's apologizing. He's apologizing. He's apologizing. And you know the whole thing, like I didn't know, and this mm-hmm. and that. Well, mm-hmm. so this is what struck me. So. As you know, I have three daughters, very proud. I made a point of not pushing financial services because back then and even today, I don't think it's a female-friendly environment. 
and it's never going to be mm-hmm. okay but Cheryl being a CPA accounting major me being a CPA accounting major the oldest daughter got a degree in history the middle daughter got a degree in marketing and the youngest daughter broke spread the black sheep the black wolf of the family got a degree in economics okay mm-hmm. well the oldest is chief investment officer for a multinational corporation the middle one is a senior at an accounting firm and the, the youngest one is working on sec registrations at a at a top 10 new york law firm okay up that so okay so the apple doesn't fall from the tree uh, another example the famous hedge fund manager and twitter aficionado bill ackman mm-hmm. okay you may not know this but he has a gift a real gift for investing in real estate guess what bill ackman's father did let me guess was he a real estate investor <laughs> what do you know okay so now we got two examples right okay mm-hmm. so this punk's parents are stanford university law professors mm-hmm. so you're gonna tell me he had no idea what he was doing was wrong well, I, I, I cry bullshit on that. Okay. Yep. So you saw uh, earlier in the week the unfortunate helicopter crash of a oligarch, a Bitcoin oligarch. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 See, they know how to mete out justice over there. Okay. <laughs> Blue skies, <laughs> sunny day. All of a sudden, you're on the side of the mountain. <laughs> and, and by the way, you it's know. funny. I'm sorry. Well, it's a little funny. It's not as funny as uh, Kanye posting swastikas on Twitter. That's funny. According to Dave Chappelle, that's funny. So here's here's my... So after the Kanye snap, I'm like, look, I tried Twitter for like two weeks, (laughs) thanks to you and Kevin. And it took me 45 minutes to disable my account mm-hmm. so they're doing something to keep people from leaving okay. i'm shocked so th- think think about this for a minute you have a man with a diagnosable mental illness who has self-control issues mm-hmm. running something which is a system where people can say basically whatever they want mm-hmm. that's a great combination oh, what, yeah. what what's next why don't we go find a guy with Tyrettes and put him <laughs> in charge of it so but i digress tether my epiphany okay this is why i'm 98 percent convinced it's fraud okay legal suggested i say 98 instead of i know 100. i know okay. thank you so you may recall uh me discussing when I was uh, working for Bobo during the financial crisis and uh, EG and I'd come in the morning and you have all these trades on and your trades in certain securities like treasury bonds are with a direct counterparty. Mm -hmm. Meaning if I'm Bobo and you're Bobo, a prime 
Mm-hmm. Okay. You have each other's risk. One fails, that's your problem. Mm-hmm. If you have a trade on with the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, your risk is with the Merc. So it's it's a very different situation. I remember okay. this vividly from you talking about when you thought your counterparty, when you described the only two times in your life that you've panicked, when you yeah. thought your count, yeah, when you okay. thought that they weren't so, liquid. So, yeah. So we're sitting around during this crisis trying to make heads or tails of it. Now, you're talking about a room filled with 10 guys that all have <clears throat> 20 years experience in the business, right? And we're starting to understand the risk we have with these repurchase agreements. Mm-hmm. So just as an example of a repurchase agreement is I own a bond, but I need the money to pay for the bond. So I give you the bond as collateral. You give me the money and, um, you know, I pay you, uh, you pay me interest on the money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then, uh, and, and, the cycle continues, right? Okay. Yep. What we discovered was if my counterparty went bankrupt, what did that mean? What rights did I have to either deal with the cash or deal with the collateral? So we would come in every morning and uh, EG would have a report. Mm-hmm. And so if the headline hit, Lehman goes bankrupt. We knew immediately we had to buy or sell X amount million five-year notes. Okay. Okay. Now, was that genius? Well, I wouldn't say it's genius, but I'm telling you, we were one of maybe three guys who thought about that. Okay. Because it never happened before. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now we go to Tether where the guy can't change his fucking clothes, get a haircut. He probably doesn't wipe his ass, right? They don't have any documentation. The bankruptcy guy said it's the worst thing he's ever seen. There's no records. And then he's chatting and the lawyers are pulling their hair out. It's like, I can't believe he's saying these things, okay? So FTX is a completely foobard situation. Totally, yep. With me? Yep. So far, so good? Okay. Documented, yep. I read somewhere in the public domain, Tether's largest client is FTX. Yep. Okay. So this is where it gets a little murky for me. I called Big Ed yesterday because he's really good at helping me think these things through. And he's has some... Uh, limited uh experience with the cryptos but and I, I i'm giving you the disclaimer that this is not my area of expertise mm-hmm. N- nor will it ever be because yep. it's you know as i posted on one of my three tether posts thank you to all of you crypto traders providing liquidity to human traffickers drug dealers yep. you, you know okay um so let's say uh, I'm guessing Snotnose Kid, because he's having all these sex parties and blowing all this money, he's taking cash. 
meaning he's given tether tether and they've given him cash totally well that money's gone yeah dude they bought so 200 million dollars worth of houses in the bahamas they're they're, they're it's all gone well, but 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 the houses collect no? they can take the house oh, the oh, money yeah. that they that they blew up their nose oh, that, gone or whatever gone mm-hmm. okay so now how does tether that has an account receivable from a bankrupt entity which is valued at ostensibly zero okay how do they maintain their one dollar uh per share or per coin parity yeah they're, they're quote I'll unquote tell you peg. How. Yeah. fraud they, they make it up yeah they prop it up they, with something yeah yeah so that's to me like there's no accountant there's no accountant watching <laughs> yeah. yeah so if the one thing about the financial markets throughout history okay the reason it works is because of integrity okay people laugh and and i laugh too but every couple of years uncle mark and i Watch that scene from It's a Wonderful Life where where Potter generates a bank run. Yeah. Right? yeah. Because because we don't really see those in our in our life, right? Because the banking system since the thirties has been regulated mm-hmm. by the FDIC. Okay. Well, yeah. these guys didn't want regulation. Okay. Well, be careful what you wish for, right? Yeah. So anybody, okay. Any institution that has money at Tether, I claim, I claim, is now breaking their fiduciary responsibility to whoever they report to. So I checked Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs will not hold Bitcoin on their balance sheet for clients. Amazing. Yep. Okay. Well, what's that tell you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It tells you they know it's not, they know it's, they don't want to take the risk. Why should I take the risk? Okay. Then you can get into the whole ESG concept of what I said, which is, you know, drug dealers, nation states, human trafficking. And by the way, don't kid yourself. You know, if you're just punting around with a couple thousand bucks worth of this Bitcoin stuff, you you got you're guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're funding it, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, you, you it's between you and your own God. But when I saw that video where the professor from Berkeley, now this is not Morris Sachs, B minus student, University of Illinois. This is Berkeley, West yeah. Coast. They got some technology people out there. Yeah. Okay. So who are you going to listen to? The Winklevi, right? You're going to yeah. listen to Matt Damon. Yeah. How about yeah. how about Novo? Sailor. You think, Sailor. You, you, well, he, 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 you don't hear from him anymore, do you? Uh, he was shooting his mouth off this morning. Yeah. 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 Dude, he's oh, really? a clown. Dude. Yeah, dude, he's posting like, you know, pictures of the apocalypse and then Bitcoin shining in the distance. And who's Clifford Asnes? You know, Clifford Asnes has been absolutely yeah. 
dragon sailor every every post that sailor has Cl clifford asness is in the comments absolutely right. destroying him it's 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 such a so wonderful it, place twitter see that's why i'll never leave i can't <laughs> I, I i can't i can't stand it you know you saw um and i'm you know i'm very fond of him bill ackman he was up there with the i believe him call like, me crazy bill put the phone down <laughs> listen bill he's got a wife He's got an ex-wife. He's got several children. He Aspiring runs a cycling small, career. A, a small hedge fund, and he's got time to be on Twitter. Dude, if I was really, pretty, if I had my money at Pershing, I'd be like, boss, what are you, boss? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> Didn't come he on. have a rough couple of like? Yeah, I don't think he's. I, I don't want to bash Bill. Look, all right. I, no, I, no, 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 no. Hey, it's been a tough market. I was yes. really disappointed, heartbroken to see, apparently. Bridgewater blew their leg off in the last <laughs> two months. I'm glad that made the show. Thank you. <laughs> just, just to be clear about this, okay, before everyone who's new to listening thinks I'm a cunt, I like to see people succeed, okay? What I don't like to see are these douchebags running around telling everyone how fucking smart they are. Thank you. And they're making money off of fees yep. off of your money I, yep. I keep thinking about every time we this comes up with this hedge fund stuff you know i have three i have money in three hedge funds one's not a hedge fund it's private equity okay, okay. yeah yep. i put money in in 08 it's 2014 I still don't have all my money back. <laughs> and into into They got their two and twenty though, right? <laughs> every year. Every year. Thing of beauty. So to show you, it's not just um old chestnut. Mm -hmm. Blackstone. Did you notice? <laughs> Blackstone who has Stephen Schwartzman, yeah, who's must have been very sad for him when his daughter got divorced and married the tennis pro at the country club with four kids, <laughs> Soul, soulmates. Um, so these guys are savvy guys. So him and this other fellow who I don't know, I don't know Schwartzman either. Okay, um, Stephen Gray's mm -hmm. Stephen Gray supposed to be extraordinarily talented at real estate. Okay, mm -hmm. they set up a fund. Yep. Guess what? Gates are coming down. You're not okay. getting out. Now, so, now you just can't leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you can't leave. We'll order in. How's Chinese? <laughs> but we had Chinese every yeah. day for the last week. Dude, that was their ESG right. fund. The ESG thing is just didn't work. It's you know, it's great and it's great in theory <laughs> until the numbers start rolling in and the people start running for the door. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I'm not, I, I just, the political correctness stuff drives me crazy. Okay. Now, granted, I'm a 62-year-old uh, guy. I, I don't think I'm angry. I, I think I'm pretty happy. I, I just, totally. what frustrates me is this guy's walking around with their nose up in the air like DJ Sal. So once again, let's let's go back and, and, and hit what's going on there. So DJ Saul made some vulgar remarks. According to what I read, the firm was fined $12 million. 
and they paid it. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but they very subtly have been leaking to the press that guys are getting fucked on their bonuses. Oh, I okay. saw that on Friday, dude. I nice okay. nice way to bury so, that in the news. Yeah, Friday afternoon. Yeah, eh, exactly. The bonuses Friday are going to be there. Yeah, six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dude, it's the number one headline. Of, Type in if you Google Goldman Sachs right now in the news section of Google, the first headline is CNBC. Goldman Sachs warns traders are shrinking bonus pool as Wall Street hunkers down. Nice, good PR, Goldman. After having a record year trading. Dude, that's the Bloomberg headline. The Bloomberg headline is Goldman jolts traders with bonus warning after bumper haul. (laughs) Okay. So now we're in my kill zone. Traders and compensation. Right? Okay. I'm claiming one of the very few things. things (laughs) uh, Right? Okay. So um, if you don't care about compensation or human behavior or whatever, you know, turn the thing off for five minutes. But this is for this is for traders. Um, here's how it goes, okay? If they fuck you once on your bonus, okay, they are going to fuck you every year you stay. And not only that, during the bonus calculation meetings, they're going to be laughing at you. You know how I know? I've been in these meetings. They're going to laugh and they're going to they're going to just have such sick fun about how you've worked all year mm-hmm. and how you've had all this anxiety and now they got you on a little string and they're going to start pulling the strings. Yep. And by the way, this is right in DJ Kills uh Saul's kill zone because what they're doing is $12 million fine the firm paid. That is not a meaningful figure in relation to these bonuses. But he totally went that Marcus route, which was like the consumer banking thing, mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. thing shit the bed. Okay? Totally. But he can't get paid less money, so the money's got to come from somewhere. So he's going to accomplish a few things. He's going to get anyone who's talented is going to get screwed on their bonus and they're going to quit and they're going to go somewhere else. And they're going to bring in somebody else and use it as a way to fulfill minority quotas. They're telling some investment bankers they're getting donuts. Yeah. After, after a record breaking year. Yeah. I don't know if the firm had a record breaking year. No, but, I'm just using but, hyperbole, but like for the donuts, yeah, to, the yeah. donuts to record breaking comparison, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd, God, I would love to be a fly on the wall in that board of directors meetings. It's like, you think there's pushback? Well, if, like, why would there be pushback? Yeah. Not in that oh, room. What, yeah. If yeah. You, what, it, look, here's the pushback. I'm getting a million a quarter. I get to say I'm on the board of Goldman. I get, I get a restaurant reservation any night I want. Yeah. When there's a private jet going somewhere, I get to jump on the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I got business cards, mm-hmm. you know, King know. Grand Puba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm going to, it's not my money. Fuck. Yeah. It. Yeah. O- That's what o- it comes down there to. There was that phrase, OPM. Mm-hmm. Other people's money. The, yeah. the, God forbid he's going to be spinning records someplace. <laughs> and some, this is serious. This is what a, a board member should be thinking. Okay. 
he's going to be spinning records someplace. Like I said, God forbid, somebody's going to have a drug overdose. Somebody's going to be sexually assaulted, something like that. And the New York Post is going to say, DJ D. Sal's spinning. It's going to be like, it's mm-hmm. going to be like the Rolling Stones with the, the Hell's Angels, Hell's Angels the, yeah. the security guard, and they're going to, someone's going to get beat to death. Uh, and you know what? It's like, and they're going to pay him mm-hmm. because it's not their money. Mm-hmm. So you know what he should get? He should get a fucking donut. Okay. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, I still go, I still go with the Condoleezza Rice. Okay. I'll I'll tell you why. You need to bring somebody in from outside the business, okay, to restore credibility. To Goldman, though? To Goldman? Yeah, absolutely. It's perfect. It's perfect. I heard she was going to coach Alabama football. Well, DJ Saul has two jobs. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, I'm guessing he puts way more time into spinning than he does into running that firm. Dude, he has to because he cares about what people think about him. Like, dude, if you're if you're going and doing your DJ set, you want to see the heads bopping and people like that's what that that's that's what drives him is getting the crowd going and people like you know it's like him. it's like in that Goodwill Hunting. You're at the club and the music is boom 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 boom. <laughs> like you're gonna jump me. <laughs> <laughs> You put me on the spot asking about women that would run go- about women. Um, and I came up with two other ones. It was that Priya Misra. I, Priya Misra is sharp as a razor. When she talks, I listen. And Ellen Zentner, too. I really like Ellen Zentner. Ellen from- Zentner. Oh, economist. She's yeah. fucking good. Thank you. Okay. But so I'm not wrong about in- that. No, 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 no. You're, 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 you're entirely right. My only okay. question is, you know, I, I don't. I think she's chief economist, so she I has some she management yep. responsibility. Um, uh, yeah, there there are women that can do this job. I, I yeah. know you mentioned my friend Shelley Leibowitz. I, mm-hmm. I, I, well, first of all, I'm convinced she could do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, I worked with her for a bunch of years, and this woman is the velvet hammer, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, knows. You know, there's no see. That's what it takes. Around. That's what you said. Like yeah. you said with your daughters. Yeah. That's what it takes. And if she's if she's yeah. been in there with sharp elbows and made it that high. But Ellen Zentner, when she talks, that's the kind of sharp economist brain that's analytical, measured, and just like you. Just kind of, I kind of want that at the rudder of the ship. You know? Yeah, yeah. Women, you know, I think there's been studies that women are better. You know, in certain certain instances, are better decision making than men. I and, there's so many. And, there's been instances at my job. There's been instances at my job where I've been real. Or if I have a situation that I'm dealing with two women, everything is going smoothly, and then another guy gets involved. And I said it last month, and I was like, "See what happens." I was like, "You got two dudes involved, and everything was hunky dory with the three of us until you got another guy involved, and then it got all fucked up." That's why I sometimes I think that the women are better running the show than three dudes. Two women and one dude is better than three dudes. Three dudes is a monkey mess. Really. It's just, you, that's my, yeah, my opinion I, on that. I, I don't have a lot of experience with two women and one guy. <laughs> All right. Come on, please. please <laughs> keep going. And the good part is if Goldman hired Shelly, 
Mm-hmm. She's a woman. They'd have to. They wouldn't have it's to pair as it's much. A, it's a home run. If I'm building my team, I want Shelly. I want Ellen Zentner. I'm going to take Mike Wilson. We're just going to move the Morgan Stanley people over, all right? Because Mike Wilson has been dead nuts right this year. Okay, Ellen Zentner, yeah. pre-emission. That's my that's my triumvirate at the top. That's right there. What if we? You know how they, they these guys these incels play their <laughs> fantasy football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if we set up a like Assemble the team, yeah. Like put our, you know, so, something. That's something <laughs> to think about. Hey, how about since we we got about four minutes left, we talk about the market. I thought we you were doing three that? and a half hours. We had to one up the market huddle. The market huddle is doing a three hour spectacular this weekend. So according to the clock, we got two hours and twenty five minutes to to, to go. So um, I, I don't think my internet will stay up for three <laughs> Stop, hours. <please>. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, they did a three hour and 20 minute show. I, I think it gets released. I'm not sure if it's been released, but yeah, I saw it was getting promoted. Three hour show. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please let's talk about the market. Cause I called you uh, before you, before you say anything that I regret. Okay. Um, let's go, let's go to Thursday. <laughs> you, refresh me. What happened on Thursday? We had jobless claims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jobless came claims, and then what? Powell spoke. Okay, Powell spoke, and they, you know, they read the tea leaves, and it was, you know, a dovish. Right. We're gonna stay at fifty basis points. Blah 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 blah. And then off to the races. The market just, you know, yeah. as, right up, right up. Um, and I was, and I called you, and I said, well, "What's going on with you right now?" And you were like, "Yeah, I'm traveling." <laughs> um, so uh, first of all. Once again, Robbie Wall nailed the low. He and Uncle Mark did this research and said the low is going to be the 13th of December, plus or minus. October, October, October 13th. And then our Canadian fellow mucked it up and and dyslexia kicked in and he didn't get involved till the 31st. But (laughs) hey, you know, he's, he's the one with the newsletter. Um, so what I think has happened is a, a, a few things. One is, as we've chatted, I, I felt the rate structure, uh, had gotten too far ahead of itself, right? Which is what led me to, uh, get to, you know, max risk, which, you know, for 62, that's not math, max risk. Like, you know, when I was doing the Chernobyl thing, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, this has moved the needle. Okay. Mm-hmm. So stocks had to reflect that uh, what we thought was a too high interest rate level. As the market has come to conclude, the Fed is now understanding that there is a lag between the, the tightening of financial conditions and the slowing of inflation and the slowing of the economy, that doesn't mean we're going to get a perfect result. But to me, that's a perfect mindset for the Fed to have. Number one, we need inflation down because that hurts the people who are most vulnerable. Bingo. Mm-hmm. No one can argue with that. Yep. Right, Make, makes perfect sense. Okay, then the word is well, they're going to tighten until the economy goes into oblivion. 
Well, no. He, he said, you know, we're going to monitor incoming data. And the key was we're looking and understand there's lags between changes in monetary policy. Okay. But what I follow, and we can talk about the payroll number in a minute. What I really like are these purchasing manager surveys. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been instructed to try and drive traffic to the website. Uh, I put up a chart, which I copied from Bloomberg. Mm -hmm. Um, At some point between the fish and the charts we steal and put up, some copyright lawyer is going to come for us, but fine. I'll just, I'll just move to the Bahamas. (laughs) I I bet there's going to be a penthouse for sale. Um, I went through there and in red, I outlined what's happening. So to repeat myself from, I think last week, these purchasing manager. (laughs) I got it. Um, These purchasing manager surveys are good because they're simple. Okay. Were things better, the same or worse than last month? Yeah. Yeah. So above 50, things are better below 50 things are worse. And somewhere in my travels, I think I remember someone telling me when they get to 38, that's recession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So compare that to yesterday's non-farm payroll number, okay, which was stronger than expected. But that, that number gets convoluted in all sorts of ways. I did take great uh, pleasure in a couple of people mentioning the birth death rate, which mm-hmm. did we talk about it the week before or two weeks before? You, you mentioned it a couple times. Yeah. 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 So you got a number. Well, first of all, how many people are there in the United States? 330 million? Something like that. Yep. Yep. Right. Okay. We've distilled it to down to try and determine whether 200,000 people, you know, change jobs or 260,000 yeah. how yeah. how the fuck are you going to spit to that number from where exactly. you're at right right um it, so they throw so much shit against the wall some stuff sticks some stuff doesn't so as i pretended before when i made this thing about well in medical school they told me if you didn't like the blood test results you run them again right yeah. okay yeah. just don't fucking take one number especially payroll, Mm -hmm. and start extrapolating it for two reasons. One is to use a sophisticated word in case our dear friend Shelly is listening. It's spurious, okay? There's a lot of noise in that number, right? I'm hoping she gets the job at Goldman because they got a great executive dining room up there. I'll get you up there one night. You'll like it. You'll like it. Apparently, apparently, go ahead. Apparently, there's a little plot of land right at the corner of the building that's a monument to immigrant Irish. Did you know about this? Vaguely, what the famine memorial or something? I don't. I don't. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, that's nice. Was the guy describing it to me? And this was back in. Oh, wait, when they were trying to steal the airport company from me. (laughs) What a douche this guy was. He was talking about, you know, he's since left. I don't remember his fucking name. But 
you know, he was talking about how he was on the committee to design the building. And, yeah, you know, yeah. when, when buildings explode, most people get hit by the shards of glass That's and they design the building. So when the building blows up, the glass will explode out. Okay. So the employee, okay. Yeah. But he was trying to explain to me how they had to design the building around this little corner of dirt. Nice. Good. Anyway. Yeah. Inconvenience Goldman um, Sachs. Thank yeah. you. And anyway, um, plain and simple, my world, recession, full stop. You look at the purchasing manager surveys, they've rolled over this, they call it, I think, the SINFI, the Chicago National Financial Index. That one, it doesn't hardly ever move. It moves in small increments, but it's never misses. That's recession. Okay. The yield curve, most most people talk about is a dead solid indicator. The, it, the fucking inversion that took place on Friday, like I'm long, long paper. It was like fucking orgy. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe this. Like, yeah. I, I said to the guy next to me, pinch me. I want to make sure I'm not dreaming. Ah. <laughs> uh. So um, here's the the question for me. As you know, I made this whole big spiel about how we got the stocks down to the 200-week moving average, and I was going to, I was going to make a commitment, and I did. And um, now that they've rallied, um, instead of uh, putting them away and riding off into the sunset, um, now I'm getting gidgy to want to sell them. E.G. asked me about the riding off into the sunset, and I said, you know, we both knew that was bullshit. <laughs> what has it been, three weeks? I, you, you've you held out a long uh, I'll I'll look. It's it's uh, Six it's, weeks, well, probably. The, not it, no, uh, October 13th. 13th, okay. Right. Yeah. So it's been... Yeah. So, you know, traders got to trade, right? <laughs> uh, so here, here's here's my... I can't use the word dilemma because I would be using it incorrectly. Okay. Here's my anxiety about the situation. Between now and the end of the year, let's call it between now and January 15th, the technicals, meaning the positions, they're wildly bullish for equities. Okay. The problem for me is the economy is going in the shitter faster than anyone wants to appreciate, okay? And stocks don't do well, I don't believe. I could check with Dave Rosenberg, but I don't pay for that anymore because um, he's always bearish anyway. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Dave, when your last good call, and the same thing to Michael Berry, when your last good call was – the savings or the financial crisis in 08, 08. 14 years ago, move on. Okay. Hang it up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pick something else. Try our class, you know, maybe make some uh, potholders or something like that. Um, where do you, where, where do you see the economy slowing? Everywhere. Okay. All right. Um, you know, there's some backlogs. Uh, you know, I I have some contacts in the construction and agricultural 
Uh, so I need to be very careful what I say. Mm-hmm. But unsurprisingly, given the high prices of ag and energy, and given the dislocations because of the war, that sector continues to remain robust. But, you know, it's like boots on the ground. First of all, you can't open the paper without Silicon Valley firing people. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, number one. Number two, you know that fucking butt ugly station wagon Mercedes thing? The GL. Yeah, the G Wagon. Yeah, they are hideous. Yeah, yeah, okay. So we have we we have a friend I who know. went out and I don't know, a year ago, eighteen months ago, got hold of one, a used one that a used one he paid a hundred over list new for a mm-hmm. used one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I read this thing in the journal. They can't get rid of them. Dude, I saw there was like a dozen of them on eBay and there was no Toyota Corollas. Toyota Corollas sold out. G-Wagons, we got them for sale and like coming off the price, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. So Cheryl got finally, finally got a new Tesla, if, meaning it finally came, arrived, right? Okay. Yeah. So now we got, of course, we got a shit price from Tesla. Like I look up on uh, Kelly Blue Book. What's it worth? 30 grand. I'll give you 22 grand. Fuck you. I'll keep it. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, great. What do I do with this fucking car now? So I I call up two people I know who I'm fond of, you know, relationship. Mm -hmm. And I say, hey, listen, no strings attached. I got a Tesla. Would you like it? My gift to you. (laughs) Oh, for two. Thanks. We don't want a four thousand dollar a month electric bill. <laughs> well, that's the thing, and, and no, I thanks. finally, I finally sold it to somebody, <laughs> and it, it wasn't like it wasn't like cash and it's over. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I had yeah. to, I had to, I had to underwrite a warranty for a year on the thing because the guys that uh, I, you know, the battery and like amazing. So, so the this whole backlog of cars is cleaned up. Yeah, I, I don't think I I don't do. This will come as a shock to you. I don't do a lot of the grocery shopping around here, hmm. so I don't know what food prices have done. But my guess is they're still hung up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the rest of the stuff feels to me like it's easing up. Okay. And you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm missing the boat, but. Uh, um, I just think, go uh, yeah. ahead. No, it, I, it just, it, it's this back to this, is it August or is it February? And you tell me. You're, you're, you're boots on the ground. I hate to say it. I, I To me, I, I think the American consumer and the American economy is still ripping. Okay. I can reply I to know that. The, I know the statistics. I know... I know the construction. I know the construction. I know the the housing market. I know commercial real estate. I know that statistically, that stuff has come some of it to a grinding halt. But I think that American consumer, like their appetite to spend, and I know that you can probably reply to it with like the bad, uh, the household savings has been dramatically decreased, and the credit card balances have gone way up. 
But I just see like like when I say boots on the ground, and maybe I'm using uh, you know we live in the bubble. The the New York Metro is 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 tough to judge it. This isn't Sandusky, Ohio. Um, you know, so it's different. But I just see yeah. like restaurants, town, airports, and consu- like people spending. The consumer spending is just it, it rips here. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I and you're going into the end of the year with the holidays, mm-hmm. right? So that'll be interesting to get the data, but. There's a huge chunk of cash sitting in consumer savings accounts. That to me is inconsistent with credit card charges going up. Okay. You know, I could ask Zervos, he could probably explain it to me. Or we got a, a new friend that uh, is a great uh, fixed income analyst. Maybe he can explain mm-hmm. it. But the projections I've read um, show that that bubble in consumer cash. By the yep. middle next year is going to be gone. Somebody who will remain unnamed sent me J.P. Morgan's latest research piece, which I scanned earlier today. And even they're admitting, like, they can't be bearish. They just, but they're even yeah. admitting yeah, yeah. that um, in 2024, we're going to have a recession. Maybe two thousand. So, so the morgue is rolling over. So, what do you do? I I think for me, what do you do? I don't know. That's your your responsibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what I'm going to yep. do is what what I've been saying. I think all along, I'm going to be out of my equities between now and January fifteenth, and I'm going to keep the fixed income because the rates are still too high, and. Uh, once the recession hits and we go, and by the way, I think, I think JP Morgan, so we're going to go back and test the low on the spoos. Beginning so of next I'll year. Yeah. yeah. And then when we get back to take out, make out a new low, then I'll buy a whole bunch of stocks and then, okay. and then I'll retire and and walk <laughs> off into yeah. the sunset. So February, so February um, of 23. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know. Should we get off before the internet crashes no. and we lose no, the no, whole the internet's fucking not show? Crashing. No, no, yeah, no, no. I don't I don't need your internet excuse just because you're you're done talking to me. I want to ask you about the SP, SPF FDX thing and the way that he's been treated. I want to go back to this because I'm I'm not quite done with it. Um I wanna know why and, and you you don't you're not gonna answer it, but like the difference in the way that he's been treated and the way that Bernie Madoff was treated. I mean, you remember that news clip of him getting shoved mm-hmm. and and mobbed yeah. by the by the the the, the reporters and, and everything down at down in, in Manhattan at court, and he was public enemy number one. And yeah. this dude has been doing the fucking publicity tour. I, like, I can explain that I can I can I can give you that in, in a couple of sentences. It's the prolific mania that has swept the world, okay? This is, we're living in history, okay? We're living in history. And they've convinced people, right? They've convinced people that this is the holy grail. It's going to change everyone's lives for the better. And people have drunk the Kool-Aid. And that, I've... I don't remember it exactly, but I've told you the story about like in the 1800s, somebody came up with this scam that they could take a box, lead, put it in seawater, 
mm-hmm. right? And after three yeah. hours, it would be gold, mm-hmm. right? And then the stock goes up to 100. They discover it's a fraud, okay? The stock goes from 100 to like 10. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't go to zero for I months. Know. They still people were like, nah, yeah, we don't quite believe it. But, I know, but I, know. I do. I do want to continue to separate the two things. There's the technology, which is a joke, okay, yep. and there's the price of the Bitcoin. Yep. I, I, I can't. I'm not going to comment on the price because who cares? Right. Exactly. Yep. This whole thing has been one total circle jerk spun mm-hmm. by. I, I'm not going to go through the names, but. Look at the cast of characters, the the, the big names. All you the need Kathy, to know. Ka- yes, Scaramucci. Kathy, yep. Kathy Wood, Scaramucci, Novogratz. They're out in public. I, I mean, I yeah. guess it's legal, but Novogratz says it's going to be 500000 So you got some guy walking down middle America going, well, this guy says he's a billionaire. Yeah. Didn't, didn't yeah. realize he blew up his hedge fund at Fortress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he says it's five hundred thousand. Why don't I have all my money in it? Because he yeah. says it's the new, the new thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's why here we don't have the disclaimer like you'll see on any other. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Investment thing. Why? Because we are overt about not making recommendations. Mm-hmm. Okay. If someone wants to sue me or us, I'm guessing they try and sue me before you. But, um, uh, you know, there, there's no advice here other than just use fucking common sense. How, yeah. how these guys can continue to go and make these projections. Ah, mm-hmm. It's just an opinion. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I'll tell you something. A couple more oligarchs go down in a helicopter. And by the way. Just so you know, I have a, a little understanding of this. Dying in a helicopter crash isn't that easy. No. Okay? Because if the engine stops, okay? It's one of the coolest things you can ever see. It, it's it so fucking cool. Auto, it auto-rotates down. Yeah. You might hurt your back. You get a guy who Sunday. wants to fly somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You get a guy who wants to fly in clouds in the mountains. That's stupid. Okay. Did somebody somebody canceled at the last minute? If there's ever if if your passenger ever cancels at the last minute, get off the plane. <laughs> how many how many people fall to their death out of the window of their hospital room? <laughs> it's just it's just amazing. <laughs> you know, it's just. <laughs> It's just astounding. So uh, whatever that kid's name is, SPF? Yep, SPF, yep. Yep. Down in uh, the Bahamas? Bahamas, yep. I I hope you sleep well tonight because there's some guy with a laser-pointed long-range sniper rifle. (laughs) Yeah, but I wonder if, like, like, do do you know anyone that had money in FTX? I I don't traffic in that crowd. So, no, no, right, and and no, and neither do I. But I, I mean, I tra- I won't say I traffic in that crowd, but I have a a vast uh, variety of people from all walks of life that I call friends. Um, and I don't know anyone that had money at FTX. Um, so I just wonder, like, if all the outrage and um and like the noise about it, because we, we it's definitely a big story in our bubble. 
But like when I went home for the holidays, like no, there's a lot of people that don't give a shit about FTX and that, the whole crypto yeah. thing, and it's just small. It's small down on the on their radar. Um, but I just thought it was just bizarre. Um, that he's yeah. done the publicity tour. He hasn't been charged. There's you know millions of dollars missing, but there hasn't really been like that real backlash like they're like i mean you've all seen the memes where the wall street journal came out and said like oh the, you know the money's all gone and somebody crosses it out with a sharpie and says fraud i fixed it it's just been a, it's just been a fascinating tale like yeah. you got maxine waters coming out and being like sam it would be nice if you could come down and answer a couple really? questions for us you know really Dude. really uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Maxine Waters. Dude, and then it's followed up in the comments then you go to the comments and there's 10 pictures of him Arm around Maxine Waters, buddy, buddy, blowing each other kisses. Um, yeah, dude, it's just it's just a fascinating, um, you know, difference the way that Madoff was. If if I said she was dumber than a rock, I'd be disparaging the rock. Disparaging the rock, yeah, yeah, dude. I've had the great fortune of listening to her ask questions. I forget what she was asking questions about. I don't think it was crypto stuff, but they were. Oh, 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 I know what it was. I think she was asking questions about uh. The GameStop nonsense when the GameStop thing was coming on and they had that guy deep fucking value in there. And she was asking him questions where it was I had to pick my jaw up off the off the floor. It was they were so bad, like she could barely read the script. So, dude, the system is it's it's it's, it's just been fascinating. And, and like you said, it is watching yeah. history. Um, but to see him just you know, shrug and do his little, I'm going to slouch and I, and I messed up and I, you know, sorry, I wish I could do more. It's just, dude. And then he said FTX was solvent. He was like, Oh, we got $4 billion right after we filed the bankruptcy. Yeah. Just the, the lies and the story and the plot line it's, it's real crime drama unfolding right in front of us. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's just been riveting. And Thanks to you, I have zero involvement in it because well, I, I listened to thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank thanks you. to Morris. You know, I, I, uh, I, I was thinking about, because we're a podcast like 93. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's 102. Ish. Yeah, okay. Well, whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. 220, 221, whatever, whatever it takes. It takes. Yeah. I, I, there's that saying, if, um, if it's free you're the product or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized for me, uh, this podcast has gotten to be part of my process talking about the market. And because remember, I'd go to work with a bunch of really smart guys and we'd sit around and we'd talk all day and, you know, good things happen. And yeah, because, exactly. I, because I managed to climb on top of everyone else, I got to be, claim to be in charge right so i got a lot of credit for a lot of other people's work which is awesome Um, (laughs) but i haven't been in that environment for a long time and now thanks to you and thanks to kevin and especially lena Mm -hmm. um this has been very beneficial to me and i i uh, i'm finally starting to get in the flow again of things and it's it's been a lot of fun so i want to Thank you, Liam, first, personally. Secondly, Amy, for putting mm-hmm. up with your nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, everyone who uh, turns up to listen. It's uh, 
Yeah, all great. the guys that send me messages on Twitter, the guys that send us emails at InsideBaseballCast at Gmail, um, and the people that leave the comments on the website, it has just been every day there's something to think about and talk about um and it's just been it's just been a ball for me so it's all those listeners all those guys that send me emails the guys that go to work in the morning at eight o'clock and they're like i listen to the i listen to the show on the way to work um in london australia wherever they are um it's been awesome and cash bandicoot wanted uh, a restaurant recommendation so where have you been eating in scottsdale you got a you got a go-to restaurant in scottsdale no okay that's fine you can say no uh francine's Okay, Francine's in Scottsdale, all right? Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, um, there's a there's a, a place. Now, the food's okay, but mm-hmm. the show is incredible. Um, I think it's called Ocean 44. Okay. Cheryl, Cheryl and I were in there with the, our neighbors one night. Mm-hmm. We had just moved to Scottsdale, and it was a Saturday night. And so outside, it was just this fucking bunch of drunk bachelorette party girls and 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 the party had carried on inside so there's like oh, this yeah. couple in their 40s that are just <laughs> it's like i could tell cheryl was just embarrassed as hell and i'm i had like position a on this thing and i'm like it's like that's why the real estate's so expensive here but uh you know the food's fine it's not it's new fine. york okay um, see because somebody the, i saw a comment working. all right because i saw somebody comment like somebody somebody in finance was like oh I'm, I'm heading into new york tonight where where should i eat it's somewhere that's tough to get a reservation or like i'm heading tomorrow where should i eat <laughs> and i was like come on so <laughs> first of all i go into the comments and they're it's, it's just atrocious like stuff in times square you know it's like it, 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 it was it was bad okay like graze papaya you know try out try out Guy Fieri's place. So, so I, I just stayed away from it. But like the correct yeah. answer to me, if you're getting into town and you need to eat and you're not worried about a reservation is you're going to Blue Ribbon Brasserie down on Sullivan Street. You can go to Blue Ribbon. They might tell you you got to wait for 30 minutes. You're going to go in there and you're going to get a fantastic meal seven nights a week. That would be my number one spot. All right. I haven't been there in a couple of years, but I'm it's so I'm good. Dude. It's so good. It hasn't changed. It's been there for 20 years. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. I and the thing's open till like four a.m. Four a.m. Exactly. Yes. I used to go in there and I'd be squeezed between like NFL players. It'd be two three hundred and fifty pound men dripping in diamonds with a supermodel across from them. <laughs> me and my well, wife. Leslie. Leslie told me about it because that's where the big name chefs go to eat after yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like my so, wife. That's where my wife, she would go yeah. down there. And yeah, she could. Yeah. Um, I, I, was, I was thinking of Amy the other day because we were, uh, this is completely unrelated, and I'm sure I'm going to get total shit for it, but hey, fuck it. It's free. Yeah. So we were, before the pandemic, or maybe towards the end of the pandemic, we had a family dinner at um, Mary Vanna. Okay. And of yep. course, you know, being a borderline substance abuser, they have this horseradish alcohol, vodka there, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I I just cannot, I cannot Resist. help myself. So I'm I'm fucking three sheets to the wind. And one of my kids has a friend there, and uh, young lady, nice young lady. But I made some comment, which I of course thought was very funny, and she was like, "All old men think they're funny." 
and I didn't, I, and 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 I didn't want to embarrass my daughter, mm-hmm. so I bit my tongue. But that that kind of has stuck with me. So I was thinking about it. It came to mind the other day because somebody said something about you know rich guys don't think they're funny, mm-hmm. and I thought about that that young, pretty woman who made the comment about old people, and I came up with something like yeah, and guess what? All cute young girls think they're going to go up grow up beautiful. And they're going to look like their mom, except they're going to weigh 40 pounds more. And they're going to be going out on Thursday night drinking <laughs> Chardonnay at Amy's restaurant, bitching about their husbands. <laughs> Amy had a lady come in. Amy had a lady come in last night. <laughs> she was you know, all disheveled. And she's got takeout and she's slugging a martini. <laughs> Amy comes up to me and goes, are you okay? And the lady goes, no. <laughs> she, and she had like a two-year-old, a two-year-old and a three-month-old at home. <laughs> By themselves, Amy, right? And Amy, yeah, no, 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 dad's home, dad's home in the closet doing the show, hoping the kids aren't burning the house down. <laughs> but oh, the lady, was was the lady said no. <laughs> I thought the lady who was having the martinis was a client, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 um, it was, it was, it was the same, it was the same exact situation. <laughs> 